brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit windownation.com. The Atlanta Hawks dismiss coach Nate McMillan today. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, he has been let go. Nate will no longer coach the Atlanta Hawks as we move past the All-Star break into the final 24 games of the season. So, we've talked about it. Atlanta, many of you wanted this. Many of you said this is the change that needed to happen. Yeah, as we said a lot the last few weeks, hate that it had to come to this, but it had to come to this, didn't it? I mean, you've got to do something, Coral, to get something out of this squad. You've got a core group that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. You've added DeJounte Murray. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, mm, how's this going to turn out? I can't wait. I'm here for it. I'll be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, Four and a half, by the way, behind the Knicks. They're nine and a half games out. We're 13 games out. The Knicks are 33 and 27. That would be the benchmark we would be shooting for. I would say, now I'm not in the play-in. I want six seed. Yeah. But with 23 games left, that gets you to minimum like a 15 and eight kind of run, which I don't know these cats can put together. Unless there's, unless Nate was such an old saw and they were so tuned out that it wasn't just Trey. I mean, no, Trey's not happy. But if you really sometimes, you see it in all sports. Sometimes the coach gets got and there's a bounce. This is a team that it has talent. Yeah. No one debates the talent. It's how you maximize the talent. We had lost four of our last six before the break. So, and that included the Knicks coming in here. Two and humiliating us. losses yep. in a row. Yep. Um, the Hawks fire Nate McMillan today. Uh, it's official. They have put out a press release as well. We've been talking about it with you for the last 35, 40 minutes here on the show, and we will continue to. Uh, coming up in 20 minutes, we're going to head to Florida, talk to Grant McCauley about our Braves. Um, lots of stuff going on today, but this now front and center because, as we discussed this last week, and part of my you know, conversation with you was, if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. you got nine days. Right. And they decide to, to pull the trigger on this and move on from Nate. Here's what needs to be addressed, Mike, and then we're going to get back to the phones at 404-741-0929. Good move. How you feeling? I think a lot of people have been very reasonable in their comments. Bogey, Patrick, Chip, all you guys that we've talked to here over the last 30, 40 minutes, very calculated as to how they feel about this, Mike, but they all agree this probably needed to happen. Yeah, I said this back in December. I was, remember Steve Coonan said, no, 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 we got to get the, all these guys healthy and watch them make a run. There's no run. This team is a 500 team. It's been a 500 team all season. That's why I said Christmas week. I'm sorry, we got to make changes. Mm. We said it earlier. They didn't do this on Friday, guys, or through the weekend because then it takes away from the NBA All-Star game. It's not the way things are done in professional sports. You don't want to be the story. If your team does do that, then your owner's an idiot. So now they move on on a Monday. This is obviously in the works all weekend. And uh, they released a statement to the Hawks. It's kind of boilerplate expressing their appreciation of the job. Nate did, and Nate did a great job. Let's be honest. Part of the reason back two years ago nobody other than you and I wanted Nate to get a contract is everyone looked at his record. He had never gotten out of the first round anywhere, you know, in his stops in Seattle, Indianapolis. Yeah. And so this is one where, you know, we exceeded expectations, and then it kind of reverted back, and it looks a lot like what his other stops were. He's a good man. You and I have had great conversations. Andy, Randy have had good conversations. He wasn't working for free, guys. Minimum is $2 million in the league. The elite coaches get 8 to $11 million in this league. So, yeah, for whatever reason, Nate's uh, salary's never been made public. But you hate to see anybody lose their job, but this is a results-driven business. So let's, let's be honest, Carl. You've got to get the job done. You can't fire all the players. Yeah, I, I do feel like Nate probably is a little bit relieved. Because this has been a struggle bus. And when the rumors come out, and you know I don't start them, I just talk about them once they're out, that he's thinking about stepping down, that was not fake news. So, Mike, your head was already in a place where 
this is not working. I don't know if we can turn this around, and I'm struggling with these guys. I kind of feel like it's probably a relief. But here's what I want to say, and then we're going to grab your phone calls. Landry Fields, Kyle, Corver, pressure's on. We are in the fifth year of our star who just got a max deal. Moves have been made, whether they were by you guys or around you guys or whatever happened. But the general manager and the assistant general manager and Mike, this makeup of this new front office, the pressure's on. We got to get the coach right and we got to get the stars aligned on this team. If that does not happen, there will be more of this because the owner is not going to sit back and, and continue to lose when they're trying to do all these things around State Farm Arena, Mike, and more importantly, create a winning culture here. We had it for one season, and then we lost all of that momentum. So now we've got a clean slate, and I'm just putting it out there and saying, I don't know what the plans are. I don't know who they're going to hire, Mike. Right. But now the pressure is on the guys who are calling the shots. Right. Got to get it right. Got to figure out what the plan is here. Are you going to blow it up? Are you going to continue to – I mean, let's be honest, you kind of gone off of a Travis Schlenk's game plan here. And, you know, we thought that, you know, at the time, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter getting two guys – a Duke player and a guy from a UVA National Championship who plays great D. Man, that's just not really working unless you feel that some other coach can get more out of DeAndre Hunter. Or is DeAndre Hunter going to be just like everybody else on this roster, like John Collins, the island of misfit toys? Yes. Some days he pops for 20. Some days he's non-existent. You know, the, the game that got everybody so excited and the guy that got us talking about the contract extension for Hunter goes for 31 in that elimination game against the Heat. But that has been the exception, not the rule ever since. Can we find a way to get this half-court offense going? I've never, and I said it to you before, just don't understand how this DeJounte Murray uh, thing is not making Trey a better three-point, more open looks, more explosive. If you had told me that Trey wasn't going to be an all-star this year, I said, no way. I agree. I thought, hands down. Starting the season, Mike, with DeJounte Murray, I'm like, oh, this is a wrap. These guys are going to kill it. They haven't come together like that. Not consistently. All right. Let's grab some of your thoughts, some of your phone calls. Hawks fans want to hear from you. Here's the thing, too. Can we say this? We shouldn't have to. We want winners. Mike and I want winners. We talk about our teams with a passion because we want winners. We need the Falcons to get right. The Braves got Mm -hmm. right, and they're good, and we think they'll be good again. We need Atlanta United to get right again. Georgia's right. They're running up the chips. That's what this is about. Let's be the city that dominates the sports landscape. So when we start talking about the Hawks, you're like, yeah, things don't change. They got to get it right. I don't care how you feel about Nate or the star on the team or any of that. This is about winning. 404-741-0929. Let's grab Rod in Douglasville. Rod, hey, man, how are you feeling about Nate being fired, and what do you think about it? Hey, man, thank you for uh, uh, taking my call. My first time actually uh, getting on on with you. All right. I listen to you uh, every day. Thank cool. You. Thank you. Uh, but my thing, uh, you know, I kind of feel it might be a case where it might be that time, but I don't really look at it as per se being mostly Nate's fault. I look at basketball. I played, you know, just uh, pick up ball and different things of that nature. But it's a team team sport. We all have to work together. And if you got certain ones that's not trying to work with others. You you you're going to do nothing but fail. 
And again, we've had a lot of folks. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of folks have said, you know, and so one of our producers says, Bo, all the time that Trey's got to take a more a leadership role, and if Nate's selling it, Trey's got to buy it and extol what the coach is throwing down. Now, I got to be honest. On Trey's defense, if some of this game plan doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, your nature is as a superstar. Well, I'm not going to roll with that, and that's just not Trey. I mean, it sucks that that's the way it is in the NBA, but that's the way it is in the NBA. That's the way it is. It, it really is. Hey, Rod, thanks for listening, man. We appreciate you dialing us up for the first time in Douglasville, and thank you for listening. Tell your friends, man. Uh, Mike and Noonan wants to talk about Nate McMillan being fired today by the Hawks. Again, we will not play again until Friday against the Cavaliers. We're in the All-Star break, guys, so they still have a couple of days off. But where are you at, Mike and Noonan? What do you think about this? Well, I do appreciate you taking my call. Um, I do feel like there's something that's very polarizing that's going on with the Hawks, and for a long time, or it seemed like a long time, a lot of times we would hear about Trey and John Collins, Trey and John Collins. And, and while Nate, nothing was, there was no change. It was like Mark Richt. He was the coach, and we never, we had great players, but we could never get over the hump, and they had to make a change, and now they're over the hump. So maybe this will help change the paradigm, but I do think, that there is some internal things going on because we hear the same names, we hear the same results, and it's the same thing. Hmm. So something has to change. Nate is the first piece, so we will see. Because if we change things at the top, but we don't change things at the bottom, everything in between has nowhere to go. So that's just kind of what I see. I, I do believe there's some polarizing things going on. And uh, you have to sometimes look at those things, and we have to be willing to peek behind the curtain, expose ourselves. And I just think there's some there's some things going on that um, you're seeing the same results with the same people. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. See, that's the thing. When you make a move like we did with Luca and Trey, and Trey, you know, is a coach. Coach is, he's a coach killer, Carl, and Luca's now at the same. He's advanced as far as Trey has been. Now Luca's leading the league in scoring, and Luca's a perennial big game player in big yeah. moments. Jason Kidd's been great. And great. that's just it. it just is, is there a coach other than Trey's dad who can come in here and get the most out of Trey? And that's what we're going to be looking for. But I just think to, to sit there and say that you're going to absolve Trey Young of any involvement or any responsibility that he's gone through two coaches now in less than two seasons, that's silly to me. That's just Now you're really you're being too much of a fanboy on that one. Well, Mike and Noonan, here's the thing, and, and I think he's so right about this. So we'll change coaches again. But if we get to a point where we are mediocre and not achieving our goals, it's time to trade the star. That's it. Because it's not working. I'm not there yet. I don't want to be there. I want to believe this can work. But I'm not going to fool myself and sit here and go, well, we'll change another coach and it'll work. At some point, it's like beating your head against the wall. and You're going, what's the common denominator? So somebody, Mike, and this has been my issue all season long, somebody's got to buy in. Somebody's got to buy in. And, and I don't know if it's under Coach, coach uh, uh, Joe Prunty. I don't know if it's one of the other guys that we've mentioned that might get a job opportunity here. But that's part of this. All right, we got to take one more. And, and by the way, I get it. It looks bad when you got to fire a coach twice in two years midseason. That's not doesn't look good for your organization. That's why, Carl, they were hesitant to do this. But I just thought the writing was on the wall you know, before even the new year started. I just wish they'd done this sooner. I mean, out of respect to the fans and everything, let's get on with this thing as, as far as prolonging something that wasn't working. Uh, Landry Fields, general manager, has put out a statement. Just going to read it to you guys. Short. I would like to thank Nate for his leadership and for professionalism during his time with the Hawks. 
He is truly a class act, and we appreciate the graciousness and work ethic he brought with him every day. Decisions like these, especially in season, are always extremely difficult, but we believe it's the best interest. Uh, it's in the best interest of our team to move forward with another voice leading the way. Mm. That is the statement from Landry Fields, general manager of our Atlanta Hawks. All right, Chris, we got time for one more here. Let's uh, get, let's grab Gary in the ATL. Gary, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking about the Hawks firing Nate McMillan. Um, again, won't play again until Friday. What are you thinking, Gary? Uh, first of all, let's say you guys are my favorite. Listen to you all the time. I, I think I'm really more disappointed in Nate, even though Trey is culpable. But Nate, I mean, Nate is twice his age. Nate should know better. How do you talk a coach out of quitting? I have, I've been watching the NBA since I was 12. I'm 63. I've never heard of that. Never in my life. How do you quit in the middle of a season? I mean, it, it was difficult, and I do understand that. He checked out. He just, I mean, like from the time when he had Trey taking the ball out, not once, but twice on the sideline, right. and they put a 6'10 guy on I right. knew then he was checked out. So, yeah, he, yeah, I'm glad they made the move. And like you said, they should have made it sooner. And, yeah, true enough, Trey's couple, but Trey is young. So I can understand a little more and be a little more tolerant of someone that's young versus a guy that's not only played in the league, he's coached in the league, and I've had issues with his rotation. So you guys do a great job. I'll sit back and listen, and thanks for taking the call. Thank you, Gary. We thank you for listening to Dukes and Bell. Mike, all those things he said, you've been saying – You've had an issue with. Yeah, I just sometimes I just don't understand what we're trying to do in the half court. Like the, the inbounds play was an embarrassment. That's an embarrassment. That's that's what had a lot of folks hot. Look, you got a lot of great athletes on this team, so let's maximize the talent. And then if the new coach can't, then maybe we got to change the talent. But let's let's get the plan working first. It makes sense. All right, guys, we're gonna come back. We're gonna head to spring training. Talk about the Braves because Grant McCauley's down there. One Brave said he may not have been doing everything he could have possibly done Mm. over the last couple of seasons to be the best that he could be. We're going to talk about that and more with Grant next. 678-902-2000. We are going to get back into the Hawks firing Nate McMillan, which is the most important story of the day. We want to spend a few minutes with Grant McCauley down at Northport. Spring training going on, and then we're going to get back to your phone calls and more about Nate being let go, which is uh, the top story, guys, if you're just joining us. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Again, Joe Prunty uh, is going to be the interim coach for our Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, as we said, uh, Grant, he's the guy, kind of a silver-haired devil with the glasses you see in the scrum. Uh, and, again, he's been around the league for years and assisted with Pop. And thanks for your flexibility today, Grant. Obviously, you know, you're working your butt off down there, but the, the Nate thing kind of just dropped on our lap. What's going on down there, man? I'm a little worried about Soroka. I know he's got to work out for him to, to get back on the mound. How concerned are you with him having a kind of delay getting into the action? Yeah, I was definitely more concerned, a little more curious before we finally got to speak to him this morning. And he kind of, you know, grinned and said, yeah, I didn't really have a, a lot to talk about the last few days. But now with the full squad here, Mike Soroka came, you know, not out of hiding, but he came out and talked to the media and said, look, I was a little concerned with his hamstring thing, but it has really calmed down for him. He is throwing on the side, so that's a good thing. And once he's able to run, he's going to be able to jump back into all of the things that the other pitchers are doing, the fielding practices, the bullpen sessions, and then most importantly for him, getting on the mound for exhibition starts. He still sees all of that ahead of him as his goal this coming month. 
and he still is very optimistic that he's going to make the opening day roster. So as we know, he has been through an odyssey and hearing that and seeing how upbeat he was and also just how much perspective he's kept throughout this entire process made me feel a little bit more confident in Soroka's chances uh, as he heads into his spring training and getting everything really started the way he wants to. What's the deal with Marcelo Zuna? saying what he said. Now, again, some sometimes you could say, well, I'm glad he said it, but I don't know if all Braves, Braves fans feel like him saying, if you are not working and you don't do what you need to do, you are going to be down, meaning performance. So that's what happened the last couple of years. That's how he answered a question as to what's been going on. How do you perceive that, Grant, with Marcelo Zuna, and what is his role going to be as we get to the season? Yeah, and I was in that scrum, you know, talking to Marcel once he reported, which was, you know, Monday when mandatory day for all position players was, and he was among probably half a dozen, maybe maybe it was seven or eight guys that reported on that final day. So it wasn't like he was, you know, holding out the last one there. And I think he has worked over the course of the off season, and I also feel like he may be at this crossroads in his career, both personally, professionally, a lot has happened for Marcelo Zuna over the past couple of years. That might be the understatement of this call, but he did go home and work on the things that he could and said one of the most important things was working on his arm. The other most important thing for him was simply clearing his head and believing that he can get back to being a productive hitter. Brian Snitker kind of echoed that. You know, a couple of years ago in 2020, this was an MVP candidate. That's why the Braves signed into a four-year extension. And to this point, they have not gotten anything out of it that they wanted. And for Marcel, his whole career has kind of derailed. So I think that perspective-wise, there's a lot to unpack and and digest over the last two years. But if you're looking for good things to take out of this – with some recognition from by Marcel that this is, you know, the accountability is here. And if he wants to continue his big league career, he's going to need to take the reins right now and really direct it in the way that he needs to and maybe has needed to for a while now. It is our man Grant McCauley, guys, live from Brave Spring Training. More on the Nate McMillan firing coming up here on Dukes and Bell. And, look, I appreciate his honesty, Grant, but i got to be honest. You know, he's, he's dug enough of a hole with much of the fan base. So sure. it's kind of – I remember with the Marlins, he was not a bad fielder. So it almost like it reinforces that the, there's a little bit of laziness because he's kind of become a butcher in the outfield. Mm. No, I mean, he had a gold glove in Miami, but that's a long time right. ago. And I, I think that, you know, his value for this, and we, we can talk about him working on his arm and, you know, putting in the extra time that a lot of people could point to and say, well, why haven't you done this earlier? His value is as a hitter. And if they're going to get something out of him in this contract this year, it's going to have to be as a DH in my mind because they've got Eddie Rosario and about four or five other veteran outfielders with a lot of different skill sets that they're going to be looking to have both as a left field platoon option, perhaps DH options, and certainly reserve outfielders because they don't have Adam Duvall. They don't have Guillermo Heredia. So they're kind of recasting this whole thing. If Marcel wants to be in this picture and keep it in mind that DH could get crowded with either Sean Murphy or Travis Darno on any given day, he better go out there and hit. That's the biggest thing for, for me that I need to see from Marcel and for the Braves as they look at this contract and getting into two years, $37 million left. Maybe last year was a little bit too much to decide, hey, we're going to eat this contract. They're going to give it this one more time. But if he's not productive and, and he has any more trouble off the field, I would imagine, the Braves have probably reached the point where they're just going to look to move on, and I think he's aware of that. Grant, what else uh, are you watching and and paying attention to, at least right now? It's early in camp. First spring training game is Saturday. We know that. Grapefruit League play. But what else are you paying attention to right now that you think Braves fans should be aware of? 
Yeah, the Soroka news obviously is something that everybody's had a, a chance to kind of digest over the last few days. But hearing a little bit of an update from him today that's of the positive variety is a good thing. But I've been watching Ian Anderson. He's looking to incorporate a slider into his pitch mix this year. That could be a difference maker for him because he needs a viable third pitch to be able to go through big league lineups the second, third, maybe even fourth time through if you want to get really optimistic about it. But he's needed that pitch and consistency. He made some mechanical adjustments, and hopefully that's going to help him be able to get back to the pitcher that was helping the Braves do a lot of winning in 2020 and 2021 and even won 10 games last year. It just didn't look pretty uh, throughout that process. But that fifth starter spot certainly something I'm watching. Bryce Elder's a name to keep in mind there as well. And then, of course, at shortstop. We're going to see Von Grissom get this chance to be the guy at shortstop. And, you know, he's continuing to put in that work. But I think as much as anything, he's lived the whole story all year long or all winter long about working with Ron Washington. He's ready to go and play some games and really start to see the dividends of all this hard work. It's our man Grant McCauley talking about the Braves. I know we mentioned what's going on with Soroka. How concerned should Braves fans be about Kyle Wright having to get the shot, 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 which is not the right kind, uh, quarter zone? How much of spring training is he going to miss, if everything? I think he's a couple of weeks behind, but he has already started to ramp up his throwing program again. This was something that the best time to do it was, honestly, when he did, not come to camp trying to grit his way through, and now you got to get a – an injection, and then you got to wait three, four, five weeks and try to get yourself back in in late April or early May. So they're still optimistic that this is something that won't have Kyle you know, down for too long. He'll be able to make his exhibition starts beginning in probably the middle portion of that schedule of the month of March and then get three, four starts and be ready to get his first regular season start at some point on the season opening road trip, likely in St. Louis. Grant, great stuff, man. We just want to check in with you. Uh, it's a fun time because no games have played. We all have a lot of hope about what this team's going to be. Can't wait till we start seeing some spring training games and getting a feel for some of the guys that we're talking about. Grant, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, excited to catch up with you guys soon. Take care. You got it. Yeah, man, big story today. Uh, it dropped about uh, 520, right, as we're coming out of commercial. Is it uh, Nate McMillan? And, again, this if you're going to do it, as you said last week, this is the time they're going to do it. The, uh, the Hawks dismiss him as head coach. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the reactions, and I just retweeted and reposted um, our reaction uh, that Chris put out there at 92.9 The Game as we were talking about where we're going to find out <laughs> where the blame lies. If, if we go on a, a run, okay, then everybody obviously is going to say it was Nate, just like you did when it was LP, yeah. right? It's all Lloyd Pierce's fault. Right? It, it, and so all of a sudden it will feel good. I just don't know if that is the real answer, Mike. Is it the makeup of the team? Is it just simply the coach uh, getting through to the team and its stars? There's a lot to figure out here. And by the way, I got to mention this, and we're going to come back and take more of your phone calls, guys. Landry Fields, the general manager of our Hawks, is going to be on the midday show tomorrow at 1220 with Andy and Randy. Okay. Okay? So we just got confirmation of that from scheduling standpoints and, and all that stuff. So 1220, Landry Fields, if you want to hear from the general manager tomorrow with Andy and Randy here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I mean, right now the Heat are kind of uh, they lost two in a row. The Knicks were the team that humiliated you. That's the thing. When you have the kind of losses that the uh, Hawks had, you gave up 60 to the worst team in the NBA in the first half of the Spurs. You get humiliated again by Charlotte. And then a game with a great crowd at State Farm and you blow it in a game that's a must win. You've got to win a bunch of games, Carl. I'm not sure they can get to the right percentage in the remaining 23 to get into that sixth seed. That's where the Knicks are right now. Six games over 500. We're a game under 500. Yeah, one of our listeners said, guys, I think we can salvage the season. Okay. Well, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't feel that way before the All-Star break. Well, Joe Prunt is going to bring some new age stuff, I guess, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it, 
you're going to have to get another head coach in here. Some of this has got to be on training the players because that was a complete lack of effort in those two losses we talked about. All right, we're coming back. More of you at 404-741-0929. No game winner. Nate's fired. Serious business today. We gotta, gotta we're get talking a with you guys, all right? It's coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. John Chuckery's coming up. He's got a full show for you tonight. Lots to get to. If you're just tuning in, however you're accessing this show, smart speaker, whether you're in the car or on your computer, Nate McMillan was fired today by our Atlanta Hawks. Um, We've talked a little bit about some of the potential candidates, and then we're going to grab your phone calls, guys, because tomorrow, again, 1220, Landry Fields, the general manager of our Hawks, will be on with the midday show. He did put out a statement uh, the Hawks did today. Um, thanking Nate for everything that he did. Mike, there the three, and these are obvious, okay? There right. could be somebody that maybe they like that we're not aware of, okay? This front office, we're still learning right. about the, the nuances of this front office. But Quinn Snyder's out there, did a great job with Utah. He was under Coach Bud here for a while before he took that job. Charles Lee is currently under Coach Bud in Milwaukee, one of the top assistants. Kenny Atkinson is the number one assistant with Golden State and Steve Kerr. These are guys, the names, Mike, are being thrown out there. But we need to see what the interim coach does. And you said it. I don't know if this is the long-term answer with Joe Prunty, but he's going to get the shot right now. Yeah, Joe's got three rings from his time with Popovich in the uh, the salad days of the San Antonio Spurs. But he's been around the league for many years. And as we said, the best way to describe Joe, unless you're friends with him, is he's the gray-haired individual with the glasses that you see who's drawing up plays. And maybe these guys will respond to him. A lot of theories, a lot of stuff running from our listeners. And we get it. Like if you, I, I don't like hate Trey Young. I just want Trey to be the guy he was two years ago on a consistent basis. Mm. If that's hate, I apologize. I just I want everything correlated out. We want every team, every player in this town to play to their maximum effort. That's why I'm so disgusted in Marcelo Zuna. Ha, puh, on that jersey they sent me. But no, in this case, just everybody step up. Because when a coach gets fired with 23 games left, all of you guys should be feeling some degree of guilt. Some degree of, I might not have got along with Nate, but damn, we got the man got. And yes, he was making, you know, at least two to three to four. We don't know how much he's making, like three or four million. Nate was getting paid, Carl. But I mean, at some point, you guys got Nate fired. Does that resonate with you? Do you have any shred of some dignity knowing that you're going to probably get bounced in the first round if you can make it into the playoffs? Because right now you're not in the guaranteed spot. So do something about it. Let's talk to Owen in Southwest Atlanta. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How are you feeling about Nate being let go? What do you think? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Owen, we're great, man. Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, first of all, I'm gonna say we got some holes here, guys. We got some holes in our our um, organization, just like our guy said. When you got holes, you got to fill the holes back up. And the holes that we got right now are in the front office. We got holes in the, in, in, in getting the head coach. We got holes as our star. Is he gonna be able to get along with the next coach we got? And we got holes we got to get covered up. And if you gonna cover the holes, they need to be covered up correct. Uh, what I was going to say is we had two good GMs in place. Danny Ferry, he got he got himself gone. We had Slink. Those were two guys that we had, and, and that was one guy we had that knew what he was doing. I'm not so I'm not so um I'm not so into the to what we have in the front office. I don't think these those guys quite know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So 
as me as we're saying with the holes, we need to we need to get these holes filled before we can move on. I just want to hear you keep saying holes in a sentence. It's making me chuckle. But yes, all that needs to be addressed. It's too early to tell. But here's what I know. When Travis Link took this job, he had two rings and 13 years experience with one of the most successful organizations that built it from the bottom up. Everybody thinks now this is Golden State that you're watching. It was not that when he got there. It was not that. So they literally built it from the bottom up, and that experience that you're talking about, it's too early to tell with Landry Fields and certainly Kyle Korver, who's now the assistant general manager. But we're going to find out. Right. It's not going to take long. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you for listening. Let's grab uh, let's grab Steve in Midtown. Steve wants to get on here on Sports Radio 929 the game. Steve, Nate McMillan fired. How you feeling? Yeah, man. I'm a little disappointed in the Hawks. I feel like, you know, this is the second coach that they ran off that had a good reputation. You know, Nate McMillan was a former player, accomplished a lot as a player. He's accomplished a lot as a coach. I know he has a lot of connections and you know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what coach of quality would want to come in here and take this job, knowing that if, you know, Trey Young doesn't like you, then you're pretty much going to get fired. And, you know, it's like Trey Young doesn't want to play any defense. And and that's not – you can't coach that. You know, that's just effort. So, you know, if that's that to me, that's a, that, that, that's, that's a huge red flag for this role because, you know, like what coach wants to take a job knowing that, you know, you could get fired yeah. from, from – no, no, I get you, and I get you. Uh, I know that we've talked a lot about Trey and his culpability and all of this, but the thing is, Nate also did a lot of stuff which made you scratch your head. We already talked about it, you know, the timeouts, you know, not using them down the stretch like that Nets game, Carl, they should have won. Then, of course, the Trey inbounds play. That's just recent stuff. And when you have Trey trying to inbound the ball against a six foot ten guy twice and you can't get a shot off, I wonder if some players start to go, what the hell is our coach doing here? So, I mean, look, I get it. Trey has, has been a guy in a black hat. I think Nate has done a lot of screwy stuff, and that's why Nate was not exactly a slam dunk, Carl, mm. despite the success in 2020 when you and I were debating. I said, let's give the man a contract because he'd never really gotten, what, what, one team beyond the first round of the playoffs and all his stops prior. So, coaches get fired all the time. Nate's getting paid. But now Trey and these guys, as we said, look in the mirror. What are you guys going to do? And hopefully Prunty's going to have, I don't know, Carl, do, do some things that Nate didn't do in the half court. I, I do think he brings up a good point, though. And this is, gets back to what I said about Kenny Atkinson. And by the way, for you guys holding on, I'm sure that John's going to be taking phone calls later on and, and make right. sure that you guys get a chance to voice your opinion. We certainly appreciate you listening. I'm just speaking for Kenny. I can't speak for all these other guys. He's going to want to know how this front office operates. Right. And does he have the power, Mike, to do the things necessary that a head coach can do, or to our caller's point, is he going to be a guy that they just go around your back and, by the way, uh, whatever you say doesn't matter. I-, I do think it matters whoever takes this job. So that goes for all these candidates. With that, John Chuckery, I know you got a big <clears throat> show coming up. Yeah. <clears throat> how, are you feel- how are you feeling about this, bro? Um, why didn't you just fire Nate after the Knicks game? Right. I mean, I-, right. I understand the All-Star game and the weekend and everything like that and letting it all play out. But that was embarrassing. Why, why didn't you just fire yeah. him after giving up 266 points yeah. in back-to-back nights? And Two humiliating losses, kind of, right. You know, so anyway, yeah, we'll take plenty of calls. Uh, Brad Rowland uh, is going to join us at 820, so we'll get his reaction as well from Locked On Hawks, and uh, we'll obviously dive into this. But uh, I'm a little bit surprised just from the standpoint of that they did it right now, that they just pulled the bandit off and ownership yeah. just said, let's just. But, but you know what? Hmm. I think, John, and you guys know this, the interest level is waning. 
It just is. Mm-hmm. There are many people in this city who don't think this team is going to do anything in the but there's no hope. Right. Nobody believes that this team's going to just flip a switch, turn it on, and all of a sudden we're back in top four. And guess what? Oh, we're playing the Sixers again in the Eastern Conference Final. Nobody feels that way. If you felt that, then you got to make a change. And that is where we're at right now. But this is why we had Steve Coonan on. I was like saying back in December, let's do this now. We all see it. You're a 500 team then. You're a 500 team right. now. All the things you've just well, been talking I, about. I, I, I thought at the I thought at the mid at the actual midway point of the season. Why not pull the trigger then? Right. But there's 23 games left. This yeah. team's gonna go. This team goes 15 and eight. You still might not get to the six. They they yeah. said they wanted to be fair to Nate to get everybody back healthy. That's yeah. what Steve Coonan told us. Right. We did. And we still weren't any yeah, good. You gave up 266 points in <laughs> right. consecutive games. You gave up so. 60 to the Spurs in the first half. I know, I know. So now we, well, we try to salvage what we can salvage, and we'll see where it goes. But at some point, eventually, you start, you run out of people to point the fingers at it. We'll eventually get to Trey, even those who say Trey needs eight years before we should expect anything more from him. Let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. The game. First, got to give a big shout out to all of our callers. You guys know how we operate. When things happen, we want to hear from you. Without you, there would be no us. And you guys know we make the city go when it comes to our fan bases and, and following our team. So thank you guys for being thoughtful. Passionate, but more importantly, on point with your phone calls. Mm-hmm. A big part of the show here over the last couple of hours. Turtle Behind the Glass, thank you. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Guys, tomorrow, 1220, Landry Fields, the general manager for our Hawks, joins the midday show at 1220. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. Statements out there from the Hawks as Nate was fired today. Thanks to Grant McCauley for spending a few time, a few minutes with us today talking about all things Braves. Their first game is going to be spring game, is going to be on Saturday. Hawks do not play again until Friday. Now I'm really curious <laughs> to see how things shake out as we move through the last 24 games of the season. All right, we got to get out of here. Make way for John Chuckery. Mike Bell, let's get out of here, man. Clear your throat. The NFL is the only professional sports league who gets it right. Now it sucks for our buddies that played in the NFL who are playing now because the only money that you get is guaranteed. You got to sing for your supper in the yeah. NFL. The NBA, you got Kyrie saying, I don't know who created the term load management. I don't know who started the narrative completely run amok. I think it's dehumanized some of us. Yo, I'd like to be dehumanized for $36 million a year. I'll do my job. I'll try to give you 75 games. And then today, on top of that, we get Marcel Lazuna basically saying he got a $90 million contract and has loafed it for two years. Guaranteed contracts do ruin pro sports. And even though the NFL does suck for guys who only get to play three years because it's so injury-prone, they do get it right for fans and for everybody else. Well, let me piggyback that, Mike Bell, and let you hear what Charles Barkley had to say about these NBA players. Y'all baby these dudes so much today. They don't want to play back-to-back games. Every time a fan says something, they get them tossed. If they're not happy, they want to get traded. I like, it's going to come to a head in the next CBA. Soft. Mm. That's what he said. Yep. Soft. We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Make sure you're here. If you love the show, you tell your friends. If you don't, you're fired.